Hey everybody, we're back. This is episode 87 of the Q&A podcast. Quick turnaround after all the the talk of uh, Astros winning the World Series and all the other things that you heard in, in episode 86. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot's been happening this whole week, and we had to, we you know, couldn't fit it all in one podcast. So we're we're back for 87. And as always, sitting next to me is my pal De Quincey. Hello, hello. So what we're talking about tonight, um, we just finished watching. Um, UFC 217 from Madison Square Garden in, in New York City on, on pay-per-view. Uh, it's the first pay-per-view that DQ has uh, watched at my place in a long time. Yeah, it's the first one I've, I've watched. Uh, Start to finish. Way. Yeah, all the way. Uh, I can't remember. Do you remember what number that was? It was, it was, I think it was last year. I think it was in 2016. Um, it wasn't a big pay-per-view in terms of uh, anticipation, it was there was a I forgot what title was online. Yeah, I, I don't have time to look back right now, but I remember we were watching the first two fights, and, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Yeah, I think I'm gonna go." And as soon as you left, <laughs> as soon as I left, apparently all the matches after I left were straight fire. Astounding, um, great fights. I think a title change. I'm almost certain a title change that night. Uh, it, it was just one of those like. Oh man! If only he had waited just a couple more minutes, the the good stuff would have you know kicked in eventually. I don't even remember why I left. I, maybe I just needed to get home to the missus. Probably, and we had we had podcasted just before. Uh, We'd recorded, I think, at least one episode before, so it'd been kind of a long day, and it was going to be a long night because uh, here in Houston, the pay per views, the main card pay per views start at nine p.m. So uh, they they usually finish pretty late, um, but. Tonight is a little different because, you know, we just recorded uh, 86 talking about the Astros. Yes, we're pulling double duty for tonight. So it's a late night for us just uh, because of the pay-per-view as well. But, man, what a night for you to stay from start to finish. Yeah, it might actually make me a fan of MMA and UFC. Um, It's probably the best pay-per-view I've seen this year. Mm-hmm. And that includes all the WWE ones I've sloshed <laughs> through. Um, you, do you want to talk about the entire card? Or should we just keep it to the championship matches? Let's let's talk about the uh, championship matches. Well, uh, here's here's what I can do. Mm-hmm. There were five fights on the card. Um, oh, three card. title fights, and uh, two two fights on the undercard that were, you know, three five minute round fights. The first fight was uh, Johnny Hendricks, former welterweight champion at 170 pounds, now fighting at middleweight, 185 pounds. Uh, he was fighting a guy named uh, Paulo Costa from Brazil. <clears throat> and basically, Johnny Hendricks is on his way out, and Costa is on the rise. I mean, he's a stud, he's a monster-looking dude who could probably fight at light heavyweight, 205 pounds. I mean, he's, he's massive, he's cut, he's got giant muscles, and he's got good power. Um, he worked over Hendrix's body pretty well with the kicks and body shots. Um, <clears throat> and that's what he needed to do, because Hendrix is, uh, he's a small middleweight in terms of height, uh, but he's a thick guy, yeah. but he's not like, a, he's not cut. So he's got a lot of padding. He's, he has a lot I'd of say, padding. That's a very polite way to put it. I would say he, he's got a some uh, some flank, some, sure. Some fatness on him. 
And I'm not judging because I have flank on me as well. I do too. I have a little too much. But um, he's the kind of guy that you should work the body. Mm-hmm. That you know, that's the thing about fighting in general, whether it's boxing, whether it's MMA. You know, everybody wants to see the knockout. Everybody wants to see the one punch <coughs> knockout. And you know, that's what that's what these sports um, focus on for the most part. There's not a lot of guys that work the body really well anymore. Um, and this guy put on a really good display. I mean, he he stopped Hendricks uh, in what the first round, I believe. Well, I mean, uh, second, second round. round. <clears throat> yeah, second round. Uh, TKO'd him, but you know he set up the TKO by working the body. You break down the body, you can take out the head. Um, so it was a good win for Costa. He should maybe hit the top fifteen ranks of uh, well of middleweight. Um, and Hendricks needs to uh, reevaluate, take more time off, and and maybe call it a day because he's he's thirty four. Yeah, he's not the elite championship level fighter he used to be. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a quick assessment of that fight. Okay. Uh, the second fight of the night was uh, at welterweight, 170 pounds, uh, which was a good matchup because it's the number two ranked middleweight or welterweight in the world, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson against uh, the number four ranked welterweight Jorge Masvidal. Um, at the time, they were ranked two and four. Mm-hmm. That's going to change definitely because. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Boy put on a really good show tonight. Uh, which one's Wonder Boy for our people who don't watch the UFC? Uh, Steven Thompson. He's okay. uh, ranked number two. Okay. Just he, make sure we give them, if we say their nicknames, no matter how good or crappy they <laughs> are. We gotta make sure we assign them to the right person. Yeah, he he won by unanimous decision over Jorge Masvidal. Um, he is a karate style fighting, uh, a karate style fighter. Uh, he has a very wide stance, a very mm-hmm. awkward stance. Um, throws lots of kicks from different places and landed lots of kicks throughout the night uh, and won a unanimous decision over Masvidal. It was um, it was a pr- pretty straightforward match. Masvidal couldn't figure out the angles. He couldn't figure out the stance. He couldn't get he couldn't work inside. And at the end of the match, <clears throat> with about ninety seconds left, uh, Masvidal he he was still fighting defensively when it was obvious that he'd already lost the first two rounds. Right. And it's one of those things where, like, look, you're going to lose anyway. You might as well. Go for broke. Go out on your sword. Yeah. At least you, maybe you run into a lucky punch or a lucky kick. You're able to knock him out or knock him down. You can pummel him. But the entire match, he was too busy trying to figure out Wonder Boy, Wonder Boy style mm-hmm. to me and not actually fighting. Absolutely, yeah. It, it just he was more defensive and, and reactionary, and then actually taking action and forcing the match uh, onto Wonder Boy. And like once Wonder Boy won the, those first two rounds, it was over. It was over. Yeah, you know, it was. I mean, if you're not going to try to fight, you're, if you're just standing in there playing defense, you got no chance. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Look at me. I sound like I know what I'm talking you, about. Man, you're spot on with it. I mean. <coughs> Thompson landed plenty of kicks, really good punches, um, and he just overwhelmed Masvidal, uh, basically, mm-hmm. and uh, Masvidal just couldn't get it going. And, uh, you know, it's interesting because Thompson has fought for the title twice already at welterweight against 
current champion Tyron Woodley. Uh, they went to a draw the first fight. Uh, Woodley beat Thompson in the second fight. Close fight. Um, not the most exciting fight, but it was, uh, you know, Woodley did enough to win the fight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting to see where Thompson goes from here, if he gets another title shot right away, or how much, lo- well, basically, how much longer is he going to have to wait for another title shot? Um, Woodley has some options now, especially after tonight's fight, tonight's fights. Uh, and I'm not just talking about Thompson. And, um, there's, you know, there's other contenders still in the in that welterweight division, um, and Woodley's getting close to cleaning out the division. So, <clears throat> um, going forward, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with Thompson with, when he eventually gets that title shot because he is good enough to be champion. Uh, it's just a matter of when that happens uh, for him. Okay. So, we're going to move on to. The first of three title fights. This, ever since the UFC was able to, um, or ever since New, uh, New York State uh, reversed its ban on mixed martial arts, uh, UFC jumped in right away. Bellator jumped in right away, put on cards. And so this is, I believe, the second pay-per-view out of Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've, done multi- they've done other shows uh, in New York State since. Uh, last year when the first MSG show was uh, I think it was in August or September of last year and so you know it's Madison Square Garden it's it's the most historic arena in the country Um, some of the most iconic boxing matches have taken place in Madison Square Garden Um, there's just I mean clearly you know, endless amounts of history that have taken place in that building. So, when the UFC, when anybody wants to have a show there, um, they're going to make it worth your while. And that's why they put on three title fights tonight. And it turned out to be an incredible, uh, an incredible decision. Um, The first title fight was at the uh, women's 115-pound Uh, strawweight division. Who names these divisions? Yeah, that's uh, old. Yeah, middleweight, bantamweight, <coughs> strawweight, welterweight, middleweight, light heavyweight, heavyweight. Well, heavyweight, you can, you know, it means you're lightweight. Like, lightweight, you're a little guy. Heavyweight, you're a big guy. The other ones. I need, to, I need to know the weight, the weight classes. I don't need to know the name. Just give me 185 <laughs> weight or 160 weight. When you put down middle bantam, then have to Google and figure out what the hell this means. <laughs> and that's just the tip of the iceberg, especially mm. with uh, in boxing. There's, you know, flyweight. And oh, I've, I've given up on boxing a long, long time ago. <laughs> Cruiserweight and junior welterweight and uh, atom weight. Or well, in, in MMA, there's an atom weight uh, division. That's in a different promotion. But atom weight is for the women. It's... I believe 105 pounds. So, um, this first title fight was in the women's strawweight division, mm-hmm. 115 pounds. The champion going in uh, from Poland, Joanna Janjacek. Uh, the spelling of her last name, you know, it's impossible. Impossible. It is, uh, you know, 
It doesn't make any two, sense. There's two Z's, a J, a Y, and a K in there. I, I'm not even going to try. It's super Polish. You know, at the end of the day, that's really what it is. Going up against um, the number four ranked woman in, in the strawweight division, uh, Rose Nama Yunus. She's got a great nickname. She's Thug, Thug Rose. Thug, Thug Rose. Thug Rose. <clears throat> um, Thugga Thugga. You and the guys that were watching the fights with all looked at this girl and were like, wow, she is tiny. I mean, and look, they're 115 pounds, both of them, but Joanna is clearly bigger. Um, she doesn't struggle to get to 115 pounds, but there's been talks, you know, since she's been champion that eventually she will move up to 125 pounds because mm -hmm. it would be an easier weight cut for her. <clears throat> and she's been a dominant champion. At 115 pounds, I mean, she has knocked out people. She's knocked out every, you know, she's knocked out girls. She's submitted girls, stopped girls. You know, she's won, you know, big decisions. She is undefeated going into this fight. Mm -hmm. A very dominant champion. A dominant fighter, period. Um, fighting a girl who is re is really young she's for 25. this. 25. And... Uh, had actually had a, a title fight at 115 pounds at age 22, uh, which is you know way younger and clearly you know very few people in any sport are ready to compete for a title at age 22. So, um, and except some, I guess for tennis, some people aren't ready for an apartment at age 22. Yeah. So um, even now <laughs> at age 25, like it's still a dangerous fight for Rose because. You go into it thinking that Ioana is so dominant. She's so accurate with her punches and just powerful with her punches and her kicks that she's just going to walk through this girl. And and Rose is a is a small girl. Like she is not even at her weight class. She's she's at the the shallow end of it. Exactly. Exactly. She's not very muscular, um, and you know it just didn't look good going into it but man she's the first first fighter of the night to shock the world yeah <clears throat> let's put it that way um or not the last person to shock the world tonight like i think if you look at the undercard maybe this was the most shocking result you look um before the match when they're introducing the fighters and they're getting all their stats on the scoreboard they also have the uh the betting line mm -hmm. underneath and uh miss Joanna. Joanna. Jerkajek. She was a negative 600 favorite, favorite, which is in the betting world, that is a lot of money. <laughs> which, man, had I known, man, it would have been a great, great fight to put some money on. Yeah. Um, Rose shocked the world. She, Basically, she, when she, as soon as the bell rang, she came out fighting. Mm -hmm. She showed everybody she, that uh, she was not afraid of the champ. Exactly. She had great combinations, and she landed some bombs on Joanna. She knocked her down early on in the first round. Mm -hmm. And then midway through the, the first round, she just connected again with a left hand. And, and took her down, took the champ down. Knocked her down and stopped her at... Uh, was three minutes and three seconds of the first round. Just unbelievable. Um, Juana, at up until that point, looked almost unbeatable. And 
it might be a case of, well, no, it, it's not even. It, Rose was just really, really good with her striking tonight. Mm-hmm. She didn't get lucky with anything. It wasn't a matter of luck. It was just, she was just precise with her punches tonight, with her striking. Because she's more of a ground fighter. She, she submits girls. You know, she gets a lot of uh, chokes and arm bars. <clears throat> that's, and so you, you're thinking, going into the fight, that's, she, that's the only way she's going to win. She has to win by some sort of... Uh, by submission? By some sort of submission. Yeah. Get her out that way. Take her back. Take her arm. And she won the way everybody expected Yuana to win. Yeah, she, she knocked... She ran up and knocked, the, knocked her teethuses out. Right. I mean, landed bombs on her. And Yuana just wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to be said about that. Um, Yuana talked a big game going into the fight. Maybe too much. Yeah. Maybe she expended too much energy um, trying to get under Rose's skin. You know, trying to get under her skin and, and trying to, you know, throw her off her game where Rose was calm the, the entire, I mean, the weigh-ins, the press conferences, everything. If you watched all that, mm-hmm. she was extremely calm and, and reserved the entire time and it looked like nothing was getting under her skin and it clearly didn't. Yeah, because it didn't. And I want to talk about that, uh, you know, uh, what's her name, Joanna? Mm-hmm. After the match, she's back, back in the back of the locker room crying. No, you don't get to sit here and cry <laughs> after getting your ass whooped. After you've been talking all this shit beforehand. <laughs> no. You sit there. You take it. No one. It's like Ronda Rousey. No one wants you to sit there. You can't come out here and be talking about how you're the baddest bitch. And you can beat anybody's ass. And you talk all this mess in the media. All this shit at the press conference. Then when you get your teeth knocked out. When you're looking stupid on the goddamn canvas. Then you want to cry. <sighs> no. You take that L. You go back there. And you stop crying. And you be a woman. Damn tired people talking, crying after they talk all the shit. You got what you got. Couldn't say it any better. <laughs> I could not say it any better. Um, this, this was a shocker. I mean, you know, now it's like where, where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. Does you want to get a, an immediate rematch? Um, we, some people here tonight said no. Um, I think maybe some of you guys would have said, "Yeah, let's get, let's go." You know, let's run it back. Let's run it back. <coughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, I wouldn't mind a rematch. I think Yuana would take will take it a lot differently than I don't think she, she'll take her. She she basically wouldn't the match underestimate her opponent. Yeah, yeah. And got her lights turned off. I think it, it, that won't happen again. Um, I hope it won't happen again. Um, and that it'll be a, a classic fight, you know, going forward. In the entire car, <clears> that's <throat> the only match that ended in the first round. Yeah. And that was the one with the biggest, you know, underdog. So I'm, kind of, mm-hmm. I'm very surprised. Yeah. Uh, we had one guy here said the fight will end, the, end in the first round, but he was picking Ioana. Yeah. Um, I told him, I was like, hey, well, you're half right. Yeah. Like, you you I mean, got it right. Half, you know, half right. First round K, uh, TKO. TKO. So, um, moving on to the co-main or the tri-main event. I don't know how you want to try. Look, this is like the second title fight the of the WWE, night. How everything's a main event, even right. though it's not. Whatever goes on last is the main event, people. There you go. 
Um, the second <laughs> to last fight of the night, mm -hmm. the second title fight of the night, um, the number two, I think he was number two ranked, uh, bantamweight, 135 pounds, TJ Dillashaw, yeah. was fighting uh, champion Cody No Love Garbrandt. Um, Can we talk about these terrible UFC <laughs> nicknames? Okay. Like, does everybody just get a nickname, like, out of a computer generator or something? Because all of them are, like, terrible. Like, the one guy we talked about, who was it? Uh, Johnny Hendricks, his nickname is Big Rig. Big Rig. But one of the, I think it's Rig, it has two Gs on the end. <laughs> it's like, oh, whoa, whoa, someone already copyright, copyrighted Big Rig. So we got to get you one with the extra G. On the undercard. And then... Um, Joe Duffy. Uh, yeah. What's his? Irish Joe Duffy. Oh, Irish Joe Duffy. is like, that's the best you can do? That's like calling me, if I got into a ring, calling me Black to Quincy Norris. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, but who, and uh, Ro, we just got finished talking about Rose. Thug Rose. Yeah, Thug Rose. Nick, with the way she was coming out of the ring, nickname should have been Skin, Nazi Skinhead Rose. <laughs> hey, she just does that for... It's easier mm. to have your hair that short, man or woman. Because when, man... When you're rolling on the ground, when you're wrestling, when you're practicing jujitsu, when you're, you know, locking horns with anybody, mm -hmm. um, the hair gets in the way, believe me. And hair gets pulled out, hair gets tugged on, and it's very uncomfortable. You, It seems like you're speaking from personal experience. Yeah, I, I could say I know a thing or two, a little bit about it, about the, you know. Having longer hair and, and you know, all that luxurious stuff. locks. <laughs> So, I get why she does it. Mm -hmm. um, and man, she's she's really cute. Like, yeah, she's an adorable, adorable girl. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. But she's engaged, so I'm not. And gonna, she'll knock your teeth out. So uh, let's hey, that I Like a challenge. <laughs> I like my teeth, so I like to chew. Um, so I got dental insurance. Sorry for the tangent. Let's get back. <laughs> this is to the um, bantamweight championship. Bantamweight, 135 pounds. Um, TJ Dillashaw versus Cody Garbrandt. These two guys don't like each other going into this fight. It's a long, drawn-out story. They both trained together out of UFC Hall of Famer Uriah Faber's camp, Team Alpha Male, which is uh, one of the better camps in the UFC. It's you know they have a lot of contenders, former champions, um, and it's one of those camps that. Uh, it's kind of tailored for the smaller guys, the smaller weight classes. Mm -hmm. I don't know of too many big men that come out of that camp. Um, there might be, I, I don't know for sure, but the big stars out of that camp are all smaller. Bantamweight, uh, you know, bantamweight, uh, featherweight, lightweight guys. <clears throat> so uh, Cody and TJ haven't liked each other. TJ used to train with Cody and Uriah, Team Alpha Male, and then uh, after he won the title a few years ago, he left the camp. Um, some bad feelings, bad blood between the two because of uh, because of the split. And Cody has always tried to maintain, uh, you know, uh, loyalty to Alpha Male to Uriah, and felt TJ didn't, you know, hold the same loyalty. And um, you know, there was a lot of talking, you know, talking behind each other's backs. Um, <coughs> with everybody involved. And so it just built up into this feud, this mm -hmm. big, you know, emotional fight. And 
Cody is a very emotional is, is an emotional fighter to begin with. TJ was very calm and uh, calm and cool and collected going into the fight. Former champion, so he knows what it's like to to be in a big fight, to be in big fights, and he proved to be the more skilled fighter tonight. Mm-hmm. He stopped Cody in the second round, uh, KO'd him with punches. Um, after surviving a brutal punch from Garbrandt at the end of the first round, which I think if Cody had 10 more seconds, probably could have stopped the fight yeah, at the end of the first round. But Cody ba- or TJ basically got saved by the bell. And... Why the hell did the theme song Saving a Bell just pop into my head? Oh, well, I mean, it's, a, it's an iconic theme song. It's an iconic show. I don't care who you, who you are. We'll talk about that in another episode if we ever have to. Because okay. I, I dare anybody to say that Saved by the Bell is not an iconic show. But, all right, moving on. Uh, you know, back to the fights. Uh, <clears throat> that fight could have stopped, been stopped easily in the first round if there had been maybe 10 more seconds. Cody has unreal power. And unloaded on TJ with that one punch. It was one punch right on the jaw, and TJ was almost out completely. He survived, wobbled back to the corner, was able to, I guess, regain his composure. And he, I mean, he obviously did because yeah, obviously because he came back and won. He the came match. back and won the bantamweight title um, with punches. Uh, two minutes forty-one seconds of the, of the second round um, in a. Incredible comeback, mm-hmm. just considering how that first round ended. Um, he thought maybe it was going to be a long night, or maybe it could have been a, a shorter night for, for TJ, and, and he thought maybe Cody was going to uh, take that momentum into the second round and, and just finish off TJ, but that really wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. TJ got back into it and put a hurting on Cody, and you've got a new champ. Um, you have a... a um, Conundrum, sort of, at bantamweight. Mm. Uh, it's just one of those things where this guy beats this guy and this guy beat that guy. But you know, it's very similar to rock paper scissors, <laughs> pretty much, uh, because you had the former champ. Well, TJ was the champion for a little while, mm-hmm. and then Dominic Cruz came back and beat TJ for the title, and then Cody beat. Dominic for the title mm-hmm. last year, and now TJ has beaten Cody for the title. Mm-hmm. You know he's beaten the guy who beat him, so it's just this weird mix. Dominic has a fight at I believe UFC two nineteen at the end of December. He's going to fight. He's the number one ranked uh, or number two ranked uh, bantamweight uh, at at the moment. He's going to fight number three ranked Jimmy Rivera, which is. A dangerous fight for Dominic because he's fighting a guy who's not who's ranked lower than him. It's a three-round fight. Um, it's a, a a really really powerful man in Jimmy Rivera. And <clears throat> you know if he can win this fight, he could very well get a title shot once again. But he's going to be fighting a guy. He's not fighting the guy who beat him to get the title back. He's fighting a guy he's already beat. So you know, if this was Vince McMahon's playground. It would just be a triple threat at the next. <laughs> right, <period>. Absolutely. <laughs> now you're gonna lie. I would it, like to see a triple threat. It would, make, match. it would make things so much uh, easier for uh, non or for uh, casual UFC fans who are more uh, who are more WWE fans. <laughs> so 
Um, yeah, you could very well see TJ versus Dominic sooner than TJ versus Cody in some sort of rematch. Uh, but that remains to be seen. <coughs> so, what are your thoughts up until this point? I mean, how do you... Uh, watching it, I was engaged. I enjoyed... Um, the four the four matches that we've spoken well the the yeah, yeah the four matches that we've spoken on the main on the main card mm-hmm. um, really for me UFC is kind of like um, either hockey or soccer if I'm by myself I'm not probably not gonna watch it it means nothing to me sure but if I'm around people who enjoy it and I get sucked up into that energy I'll join in. That's so, yeah, no, that's fair. I, that's I'm actually the same way with with hockey and soccer as well. I actually have a lot of fun watching those sports with friends. Would never sit down and watch them by myself. We we plan out the podcast. You texted me, told me you're free Saturday. Uh, you're going to be ordering the pay per view. I was like, uh, I have things to do, so I'll just come by late around eight nine o'clock. And I came over. You're watching the review, so with um, a couple of the guys. So I just hopped in and enjoyed. I enjoyed myself. Turned out to be a great night, man. Mm-hmm. It was um, much better than the last time. I watched yeah, you absolutely. I was, I was uh, a little, a little nervous. So, man, glad it all worked out. So am I. <laughs> I hate to be the only guy just, you know, back here on my phone not paying any attention right. when you guys were loving this. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, yeah, it would have been a, uh, and then staying after past midnight to mm-hmm. record podcasts. Man. Thank God we're getting that extra hour, huh? Absolutely. So, yeah, it was, it's been a great night so far. Um, and we still have the main event of the night. Mm-hmm. The, the, the true main event. Um, for the middleweight 185-pound <laughs> title, champion Michael the Count Bisbing from the there United Kingdom. with those crappy computer-generated nicknames. From Manchester. Yes. Yeah. He's English. It, it makes sense. He's a count. He's the count. Blah, blah. I want to suck your blood and count the numbers. One, two, three punches. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> That's why I think of when I think of the camera. It's hard not to, man. It's um, it's the big money, the big money fight he's been looking for. Uh, defending his title again, and defending his title again, not against one of the top five fighters in the division, uh, which has been. A point of criticism for him, um, he fought Dan H- Dan Henderson last year um, in his first title offense. He was uh, basically doing that to um, get revenge for a lo- uh, the most brutal loss of his career, mm-hmm. one of the most brutal losses in the history of the UFC when he fought Dan Henderson at UFC 100 back in, I believe, 2008 or 2009. Or maybe even 2010. I don't remember exactly. Um, he got knocked out cold by Dan Henderson, and it was one of the most epic knockouts ever. It was brutal. It was uh, a little unnerving to watch it unfold. Um, so, but Henderson was on his way out. He was he retired right after the fight. Um, so it was kind of it's unfair to the top five guys because he was only he was ranked like number twelve or thirteen at the time. So, um, but you know he he wanted the fight to, to avenge that loss and, and he got it. Um, 
<clears throat> came out victorious. And now he's fighting a guy who isn't even in the division, a guy who hadn't fought in four years, fighting uh, George Rush St. Pierre. Again, that is a WWE. <laughs> that's a WWE move. Guy comes out of nowhere and gets a shot at the title. Yeah. Uh, circa what was it? The Rock versus CM Punk a couple of years ago. Oh, exactly. And Saint Pierre is a welterweight. He's the greatest welterweight, 170 pound champion in the UFC history. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he left or he dropped the title back in 2013. Um, he relinquished the title. <laughs> to take what turns out to be four years off and comes back for his first fight in four years and automatically gets a title shot at 185 against Michael Bisping. Uh, again, some criticism, you know, towards Bisping. You know, so much so that they had to uh, they had to introduce an interim title which Robert Whitaker beat Yoel Romero um, to become the interim Middleweight champion, uh, I believe it was. It was over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, so and Whitaker's hurt. So you know now. So you are waiting eventually for Whitaker to get his chance to unify the title with whoever's champion. So Saint Pierre gets this opportunity, um, and honestly, I'm coming into this fight. I'm thinking, man, he has. He's been gone for four years. Mm-hmm. He's coming up in weight. He's having to put on a lot of weight. He's used to fighting at 170. He's having to come up 15 pounds. He probably walks around at 185, you know, maybe 190. So, you know, it's not a big gain for him. Or, I mean, it's a huge gain for him. It's not a uh, – or it's not a big gain if he's only walking around at 185, 190. You know, it's not a big difference in his natural body – in his natural body weight. So my, thing, my biggest um, deal with – that yeah, my biggest uh, issue that I was thinking about with uh, uh, Saint Pierre going to the match was not just him carrying extra weight and going you know going up in weight class, but also the fact that he hasn't been fighting for four years. What's his stamina going to be like? Right, and it showed he he got tired. Mm-hmm. He definitely got tired during the fight, yeah. um, and he's fighting a guy in Michael Bisping who has been active, who is a monster for 185 pounds. He he walks around at over 200 pounds. So he's, an, he's just a big guy, and he's, you know, cutting that weight is no problem for him. Mm-hmm. He's a big, strong guy. He's a brawler, basically. Oh, cutting weight's easy for him? Well, lucky bastard. Pretty, yeah, absolutely. He, well, it's just discipline. <laughs> I, lucky I could definitely, bastard. Uh, he's a big guy. He's a powerful puncher. And... You know he's he's motivated. He wants he wants this. He wanted this win, and he didn't get the win. George St. Pierre comes back after four years and chokes out Michael Bisming in the third round, uh, four minutes and twenty seconds of the fourth of the third round. Mm-hmm. Um, won the first two rounds in my opinion. He took down Bisming in both rounds, landed some good shots. See, I think he won the first, but the second one you could call a draw. Fair enough, yeah. Because by that, that time, you could see that Pierre's uh, stamina was leaving him. He got t- he definitely got tired. It started getting tired in the second round. And he brought back the Superman jab. <laughs> Not quite the Superman punch, but it was a Superman jab. Uh, it's a, you know, he's the one that, one of the first guys to perfect it. 
I believe. So, uh, wasn't Roman Reigns to you wrestling fans? <laughs> He's not. Yeah, because this one actually looked realistic. Because <laughs> it, it was very real. It landed. <laughs> Flush. Uh, and then the third round, he... It was weird because I've never seen someone work so efficient or effectively from their back uh, in the guard position. St. Pierre took down Bisping in the third round. And instead of... Since he, he wasn't able to pass Bisping's guard, so he should have gotten up. He should have gotten out of that a lot sooner than he did. And Bisbing is on his back, St. Pierre is in his guard, and Bisbing is just throwing bombs onto St. Pierre. And usually... Vicious elbows. Punches and elbows, and usually those shots are not very effective. In most fights, those shots aren't very effective. They're more annoying than anything because there's no, um, there's no momentum, you know, since you're on your back. But he cut St. Pierre open twice yeah, with on, elbows. On the bridge of his nose and then right above, I believe, like it was on his... Left. Was it left? Yeah, his left eyebrow. Yeah. Over his left... Uh, in the uh, forehead region, but mm-hmm. close, close to the left eyebrow. I mean, he busted open St. Pierre really good. And St. Pierre, I've never seen St. Pierre that bloody. Um, yes, I, I said to the match, he looked like he was cast in a remake of character. Yeah, he, yeah, he really did. And then he got out of he, he he let go of it. He, you know, he, he uh, got out of that position, got it back on the feet, landed some great shots on Bisbing, knocked Bisbing down, was able to take his back, and choked him out with a rear naked choke. And I knew once that happened, I knew Bisbing wasn't going to tap. Uh, Bisbing got choked out. Choked out cold. You know, he... Did he pass out? He passed out. Oh, okay. It was a split second, but it was... He didn't tap. That's uh, for sure. A split second is more than enough to scare you when you get knocked out. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and just an unbelievable return. An unbelievable night. It just... I couldn't believe this happened. Three three title changes. Mm-hmm. Um, that last... This main event, it just... Who would have thought that St. Pierre was going to come back and look as good as he did? And uh, well, I, well, not I wouldn't say I'm not going to say that completely. Who who would have thought he was going to come back and win the way he did? Uh, his conditioning was definitely an issue. He mm-hmm. definitely got tired. Um, <clears throat> he's going to have to, you know, he'll he'll work on that. He'll adjust whatever weight division he's whether he stays at 185 or goes back down to 170. Oh, do you think he's still going? Uh, he's going to continue fighting. Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Um, he knows he can win in that division. He uh, <clears throat> he's you know he's got a championship again. You know he's didn't you know he's still proven that he's good enough to be uh, to be a champion you know championship fighter in this in this company. So. Yeah, I think he'll fight again. Whether he fights at 170 or 185 is another story. It's There's a lot of options for this guy. There's a lot of options for this guy. And I said this earlier about Tyron. <clears throat> there's options, you know, for him fighting GSP. 
that's a fight he wanted. He's been wanting as well. He wanted to fight GSP because it's again, it's a big money fight. And uh, also, if he were, you know, he he wants to cement his legacy as the best welterweight champion of all time. And if he were to beat George St. Pierre, you could very well argue that he is the best welterweight of all time. So you could see that match again, mm-hmm. or you could see that match happen. You could see St. Pierre fight Robert Whitaker for the unified middleweight title, which would be a tough fight because Whitaker is a big, monstrous New Zealander who is young. He's younger than well, he's younger than GSP because GSP was bigger, uh, younger than than uh, Bisping. But this guy is in his twenty. He's like twenty six or twenty seven. He's powerful. So, you know, does GSP want to? really test himself, I mean, even more than he did tonight by facing the interim title, or the interim champion. Um, does he fight another guy in the division? You know, does, who, there's there's options out there now. Um, so it's going to be it's gonna be interesting to see. But I think he's not done fighting. Okay. Um, so. I would like to see him unify. Because it's always weird when there's two... Yeah. There's two guys holding the same belt. Definitely. No, I agree. If I get down to one, one champion, well, one out of 11, one champion. <laughs> right. So, man, so, I mean, what'd you think? What was what was that like for you? Uh, I'll say this. That UFC pay-per-view was so good. I actually might start watching UFC on a semi-regular basis. Well, you know the, what? The only thing I have against it that really that really hurts is like there's so many people to know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, there's over 500 fighters on the roster alone. What? Yeah. Jesus Christ. See? So, you know, and then if you look at the top 10 of each division, that's like 20 percent of the entire roster that you have to know. I might just know the black guys and just keep. <laughs> No, that's almost 40% of the roster. And passing out. Yeah, it's a lot of guys. A lot of people. A lot of guys and girls. So, yeah, well, hey, man, you know you're more than welcome to come watch the fights anytime I have them here. So, you know, it'll be be a good chance for you to catch up, catch some more fights. Hopefully so. Because I'm obviously not in the $60 per pay-per-view range. You know, at this point, I'm like... Why not? I uh, try. I'm gonna try to make sure. I'm trying to make sure that it's one of my only like expenses of the month. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, it's still worth it though. Yeah, fights good. are good. So yeah, I enjoy they were good. It. So it was worth it. Excellent, excellent. As I sat there and I was looking at, it, I'm like, oh, he has sixty dollars for pay per views, but no money for a goddamn microphone. <laughs> wow. Well, that's where wow. my money's going. It's going to pay per views. So we'll figure it out, though. Uh, man, this is fun. This is fun talking about UFC. Fun going over the fights, um, giving our perspective. You know, our perspectives may not be perfect, uh, but or intelligent, maybe. But no perspective is perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of there's a lot of people that talk about MMA. There's a lot of people that talk about everything that you know we talk about. A lot, too many people that talk about baseball and basketball and 
professional wrestling and mixed martial arts. You but, literally you know, named everything that we talk about. Yeah, there's you know we're one of many for all mm-hmm. those. But you know it's fun. We appreciate uh, everybody that tunes in. Um, we you know hope you enjoy it as well. Yes, very much so. Anything else? Thanks as always for tuning in. All right, thanks for listening, guys. He's Anthony. I'm DeQuincy. Later, babies. <laughs>